this All is right. going to be a whirlwind tour of where our sports graduates have gone for the last 15 this years. This one's a bad outcome. Sorry. That's right. Yeah. This one's a bad outcome. Yeah. Um, so we actually employed one of our fourth year uh, students to help us on this project. So she, that was a competitive process. So she got her skills developed as a consequence of doing this. The context and the background in terms of us doing the study is obviously we've got TEF coming along whilst it might not affect Scotland, we still need to be aware of it. And um, we are looking obviously at widening access and there's not that many long-term longitudinal studies that have done <coughs> graduate school, so that was uh, say the background. What I wanted to look at, we've been doing placement in our programme since 1999. It's embedded at every stage of study. What's the impact of that? We've got quite a lot of um, employability initiatives in the curriculum. So we do, we have clients in the classroom, so there's placement at every stage, and also a lot of our assessments and employability focused in terms of getting the students to articulate the skills. We do a lot of reflective accounts, but particularly one of the things we found is that they're not very good at actually saying what, what that's developed them personally, and then writing that down or being able to rate that. So we focused um, quite a few of our assessments on those kind of, uh, getting them to do that range of things. In Scotland, you can exit with an ordinary degree as well, so we wanted to look at does that have an impact in terms of where our students go at the end of it? Um, are those curriculum initiatives, are we seeing the benefits of that? And also, how does that stack up against the demographic um, data as well? In the time frame, we've had nearly a 1,000 students graduate. We had virtually active email addresses for about half of them. When we sent out our questionnaires, which was done through a mail merge, um, and the, the questionnaire is transportable to any discipline. It didn't have sport in any of the words at all, but was visible on the emails so the students could see straight away. We got about a third of those back, but we had departmental records for a third of our students as well across that about where they'd gone and what they were doing. Um, on this particular slide then, you can see these are our Abertay sports students, so more of them were in further study, less of them were in work, but if you put the two together then they, they fare pretty well. And then on this one in terms of managerial and professional, here's the UK sports graduates and there's our Abertay sports graduates, so they were doing better in terms of going into managerial and professional jobs. I see it. the background in this I'm going to set it against is widening access. We have targets from the Scottish Funding Council in relation to uh, students coming from backgrounds in relation to what we call the Scottish Index of Multiple Deprivation. The SNP government have a mission that by 2030, I think it is, that 20% of our students will come from the most deprived quintile within um, Scotland. And so that's one of the things we're also looking at disability and we also have a large population who articulate from further education as well. So, across the 15 year, we used to just be a top-up degree programme, but that changed, and so one of the things you can see that nearly half of our students came from further education, that's less now, well, that will sort of work its way through, but I see one of the things we wanted to see is again, how does that change what their career journey is beyond that? So in that time frame, the 15 years, about a third of them took unclassified degrees, and again, I wanted to look at what was the impact of that and their destination. So in terms of looking at uh, where the students go, well, one of the things that we found that those who came from FE were much more likely to go with an unclassified degree and that was significantly more likely to exit at that point. Um, but ultimately it didn't impact on their destination as you'll see in a minute. We've changed the programmes quite a lot. We started with just two sport programmes. We now have nine sport programmes so we've changed them but ultimately across the time frame again whether they exit with an unclassified degree that was much more likely still if they come from FE. But as I said, it has no impact on where they've ended up ultimately at the end of the day. Not surprisingly, if they exited at the end of the third year with the ordinary degree, they were less likely to go into postgraduate 
uh, education, but that wasn't the case for teaching. And again, that might be a historic thing, but I'll have a look at that with you in a minute. Where they came from, more than half of our students come from the, the region of Tayside, 91% of them come from Scotland, we have very few coming from beyond those shores. But where they came from, again, it had no impact on whether they left at the third or the fourth year. Again, actually, their socioeconomic status made no difference as to whether they stayed uh, for that extra year. Um, and then when we looked at, again, does having a degree have an impact on your socioeconomic status? For our graduates at this point, no, it hasn't. And again, in the context of widening access, disability had no impact on whether they ended up in a sports or a graduate job or whether they enrolled for postgraduate study. This is the Scottish Index of Multiple Deprivation, this is Dundee, and the very dark red spots are, I mean, are the most deprived communities. So it's to say to you here that actually in our local region there's quite a high index of deprivation and a lot of our sort of, uh, students and graduates are in this area. So I'd say more than half of them come from Tayside, about an eighth of them come from that most deprived quintile. When we take the two most deprived quintiles, and that's about a quarter of our students, did that have an impact in terms of that deprivation about whether they ended up in a graduate or a sports job? The answer was no. And whilst, say, HEFK has found that uh, people who come from deprived backgrounds are significantly less likely to go on to postgraduate education, that wasn't the case with our um, students. That is, say, it wasn't significantly differently. were as likely as those from not the deprived communities to go into uh, postgraduate education. They're not very mobile, some of our students. If they, um, if they came from Tayside, uh, they're significantly more likely to remain in Tayside, and they were significantly more likely to take that unclassified degree. And that's despite some of the things we found about socioeconomic status. Um, half of them remain in Tayside for the first job, but actually there's quite a good reason for that, because actually if you look at the last point, they were also likely to get a graduate or sports job if they stayed locally as well, and significantly more likely than those who'd moved further away. Um, but we don't have a lot, our previous curriculum didn't enable, shall we say, student mobility, but what we have found is that beyond um, the, the programme, some of our students are becoming more mobile and moving away from Tayside, which I think is a healthy thing. Um, we looked at the gender sort of differentials, about two thirds of our students are male on our programmes, only a third are female, and we have got objectives about, um, about um, addressing that gender balance. But there was no differences in terms of males and female patterns in terms of whether they finished the third or fourth year, whether they were in a, a sports job um, now or just after graduating, whether that was a graduate job or whether they went on to get postgraduate qualifications. In terms of did it equip them for the first job, then three quarters of them said yes it did, their Aberty degree in sport. And we sort of said to them, well, what things was it that you got out of this that particularly equipped you? So you can see from the word cloud, the predominant things were things like knowledge, but also their coaching. You'll see how that tracks through to the, their destinations. But actually just being at Aberty for three or four years and the developmental processes that went with that was also had helped them in terms of their first job. We asked them to prepare them for work and life in general. And you see that again, 87% said yes. And we said, well, what was it that prepared you for the working life in general? They actually, again, knowledge, skills particularly, but um, and also just being at uh, university for the three or four years. When we asked them which, which things were the most important, placement and research methods, which comes back to things that we've been talking about earlier on today, in terms of things around about statistics, doing analysis, being able to do search, uh, doing searches, write reports, it was all of those things that came back. And as some of you said today, research methods are never the most popular thing on the curriculum, but funnily enough, it's actually the most valuable thing um, for the students. 
where did they end up? So this is the, in terms of the first destination. 27% of our students actually went into teaching. The sort of sector average is about 18%, so we have got a higher than sector average moving into teaching. But you'll see here, <coughs> second predominant uh, occupation, when they just qualified was coaching, so hence why that came out as quite strong in terms of what was the valuable thing that we got from the programme, because we do do a lot of practical coaching with the students as well. So that's where they went first. When, and there's quite a high proportion going into master's uh, qualifications as well. Where do they end up and where they go on across that sort of spectrum? Then one of the things you'll see here is coaching has faded into the background, but what's come to the forefront is the managerial positions, which you saw from the earlier slides. So that's to see how they've evolved. Um, and somebody was saying about recruitment before the, uh, the lunch break. We actually used it as this at our open day last week um, in terms of telling our prospective students and their parents where do our students go because we've got that information now and you know, so, uh, concretely. Across the sample time frame, then the things that we found is uh, if they had stayed in sport, then they were um, across the time frame, we were seeing them getting promoted and into managerial positions. The rate at which that happened tended to depend on how much industry experience they had at the beginning of that journey. Um, and so those who had the industry experience at the beginning were more likely to accelerate into the managerial positions. If they didn't have the industry experience, they often had to start in the, gra the grassroots non-graduate jobs, first of all, to get that industry experience. Teaching's quite flat, so in that 15-year time frame, most of the ones who've gone into teaching aren't yet into promoted positions. We got some quotes back as well, and I'll leave you with that on the screen. And I might have just managed it in 10 minutes. So sorry, it was a bit whirlwind. Um, there's a lot of data, and there's a lot of stuff that we haven't done yet in terms of, of doing you know, a volume of the tracking, but it's to try and give you a breadth of uh, what happens when you do some curriculum um, sort of initiatives around about employability. So you said you were going to be quick, and you were true to your work.